Jake and Ben, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. Best of State winner Smart Rain has an incredible Black Friday offer running for the entire month of November. Smart Rain is giving free controllers along with a free Apple iPad to commercial properties to sign up with paid cellular hosting subscription. Visit SmartRain.net or call 877-346-3333. Of course, he joins us weekly, Ben. He's a tight end for the University of Utah. Cole Fotheringham with us on Jake and Ben. What's going on, Cole? What's up? How you guys doing? We're good, man. Uh, you talked uh, to us about you're kind of an outdoorsy guy, fisherman. Uh, what do you do when the weather starts to turn? Where, where, what do you do for fun now? Uh, football. <laughs> that's it? <laughs> that's what, uh, yeah, I mean, that takes up majority of time right now. And then we'll get up and, you know, some of the guys will go up and go snowboarding um, when we're in our winter conditioning phase. But, yeah, right now it's all ball. All right. You've got uh... – Oregon coming in this weekend. They're, they're not used to playing quite in this cold weather. I know it's not super warm up there all the time, but this is going to be a little bit different. What have you seen so far as, you know, this is obviously going to be the highest ranked opponent you guys have played so far this season? Yeah, I think we're excited for the opportunity. Um, a great team coming into Salt Lake and, you know, they have proven to be a, a great run-stopping uh, defense. Uh, I think they're leading the, the conference right now in, in rush defense and we're leading the conference in rush offense so um, it's going to be a good matchup and we're just excited to you know give them give them our best shot so a storyline about the Utes that has emerged this week or really over over the last couple of, of weeks and these questions are always hard to ask because when you compliment the offense in this fashion you're almost insulting the defense and so I know it, it, it's a little weird that way but the offense has really been what has driven this team. I don't want to say carry the team but the offense has been you know the big positive this season and is what has gone out and, and won you ball games and is that you know you've been at Utah for a while now is that kind of weird you know the offense is running the show um yeah i don't think it's weird because i think that we've always had the potential to do that and we have the guys so you know for us it's um playing with that confidence and knowing that we're very capable offense and that um you know i mean this just happens to be the year where um coach has a lot of faith in us for example like we we used to never take the ball if we won the opening coin toss but um, you know, that's that's something that even Coach Ludd back when when he was coaching for, for Kyle um a long time ago said that he's never even heard or or had that happen. So it just shows that Coach Witt has a lot of confidence in us and um, you know, we're really clicking and we're we're playing well together as a unit. So it's just fun to be a part of and um, I think that we're excited for this opportunity because it's going to be a great test. Yeah, Cole, I mean, going back two years, obviously you guys had an incredible offense with, with Tyler uh, running the show, but you know, it wasn't that long ago that Utah was having to win games 23-20, to 20, you know, 28-25 to 25 felt like a high-scoring game if you got four scores. It, it's got to feel good to just have offensive momentum, and it seems like it doesn't matter who you're playing against, you know you're going to be able to score points. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. And it's just, you know, I think... Because even at the beginning of the year, we were struggling, and um, we definitely were playing to, to our capability. But as as we got rolling through the season, it's just it's fun to be a part of. And you know, I think a lot of it is just having that confidence in yourself, knowing that no matter what, we can score, we can convert that third down. Um, we have the guys that make the plays and 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 the linemen to to go out and ex- execute. So yeah, it's just been fun to be a part of. 
So it's no secret that Kayvon Thibodeau is good, right? We can all we Solid can all player. agree that, that that guy knows what he's doing when it comes to playing football. Are you gonna gonna find yourself uh, trying to block him on Saturday? I'm sure that I will. You know, it's uh like I said before, this is just a great opportunity. Um, he's got a lot of eyes on him and a lot of scouts, and you know, it's a great opportunity to go and and play someone that is is highly rated and very capable of making plays and. Um, it's not just him, you know. They got other dudes on that defense that that are, uh, you know, very physically gifted, and um, it's just going to be a great test and, and a great opportunity to show what we can do. What makes him so good? As you've watched him on film, and you know, obviously, everyone games pl- game plans for him, and nobody can stop him. What makes him so good? Uh, I think he's just a, you know, like you guys said, he's kind of a freaky, twitchy pass rusher that has a knack for getting to the quarterback. Is there a team in the Pac-12 you enjoy beating more than others? Um, I remember when we beat Oregon my, I, I believe it was my freshman year, like that was that was a great win. They came in to Salt Lake and we got them. And, um, you know, Washington, USC, every, every win in the Pac-12 is, I mean, it, they don't come easy. Those are, every, every game is hard fought, like you guys saw last week against Arizona. Um, those guys... You know, gave us a gave us a great a great um, you know they they played hard and they had a great scheme for us. Um, it took everything we had just to to get out of there with a win. You know, it wasn't pretty, but um, anytime you can get a win in this conference, it's it's a huge deal and it's nothing to take for granted. Cole, we talked to Coach Whittingham yesterday on the show, and he talked about the two drives that were the most important of the game were the end of the first half, and that you know you had had about a minute and a half, uh, and you went. 75 yards, I think. And then, of course, the final drive where you needed to milk the clock and you still got a touchdown and it took eight minutes. What is the difference between those two drives when you're on the offensive side of the ball? What does that feel like? I mean, does it feel like you have a ton of urgency when you're trying to run the two-minute offense? And then how does it feel when you are trying to run, you know, eight minutes off the clock, which in real time is probably, what, almost a half an hour? Yeah, I think that, you know, it's something we practice during the week. So, um as we get later into the season, it's something that um, we've had a lot of practice on. And even during the games, you know, we have opportunities to run the two-minute offense and to move the clock. So, you know, the best the best teams really know how to play situational football. And, you know, those are two great examples of being able to execute um, when we needed to. So there, we were talking about uh, the Jazz last night, and they played on TNT, and, and we kind of uh, speculating whether or not you know players bring a little extra juice uh, when they're playing on national television. And I guess I'll, I'll ask you the question: You guys are going to be in prime time national. You're playing on ABC at five thirty Mountain. This uh, you could make a, a very decent argument. This is the best game in the country this weekend. Do you, do you even consider that? Do you bring a, a little extra juice when it's the stage is so big? Um, me, not personally. No, I don't. I think that I, I try and take every game um, with the same level of intensity, no matter, I mean, if we're on Pac-12 Network, ESPN, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, the time slot, I mean, I would prefer to play earlier, those 830 slots. <laughs> Sometimes rough. a little late. I'm not yeah. going to lie about that. But, but um yeah, I try and take every uh, every, every chance that we have to play a game is just a blessing, and you know you you can't take it for granted. So I try and and bring that same level of juice 
to, to every game. Cole, with you guys playing as well as you have lately, and you've got a big game, do you get a lot of texts from people kind of around your life just about what's going on on the football field? Do you think people try to not bother you with it because they understand it's such a big part of your life? Is it just kind of a constant interaction point with people on your phone and through texts? Um, personally, no. I don't. I mean, I'll get texts here and there, but uh, I don't feel like I'm getting bombarded by by people. I mean, the people that have been close to me and and have always had invested interest in, in my success and and uh, in me doing well, and they want the best for me. I've always been there, and I think that will be consistent. Um, so, yeah, not, nothing too crazy. Is there always a text on your phone at the end of the game from somebody? I mean, do you have a biggest fan who texts you every game? Um, no, I think, you know, my parents, my wife. Um, that's pretty much it, I think. Uh, I th- Yeah, not 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 really. <laughs> See, Cole strikes me as a guy like me who's an old soul, Ben, who still has the flip phone and, and isn't texting. Okay, with, but you, you and know, I both the, know the feeling of like going home from a day of work to the family. Like, we know what that's like. I don't know what leaving a football game is to go home to the family because, like, the success of a good day or a bad day is kind of so apparent. Your wife doesn't know if you have a bad day at work unless you go home and tell her. Cole's wife gets to watch him and know, like, hey, things went really well or it was a particularly hard week. I've got to imagine that's, that's different than what we live with every day. Yeah, I guess you're right in that aspect. Uh, luckily, they've been they've been mostly good weeks, so mostly good. <laughs> nothing, nothing to really, uh, you know, go home and and complain about or, you know, be down in the dumps about. So, just trying to keep the the spirits high, and and stay positive through it all. Uh, not to come back to the national TV thing, but uh, it reminds me, we've got a guy on staff here with his own. His name's Hans Olsen, who used to stand behind the coach the whole game just to get on TV, <laughs> <laughs> just to be on camera as much as possible. You, you know, hearing your answer about being even keeled and, and always bringing the juice, that seems that seems like you, Cole, and not necessarily somebody like Hans who just stand behind the coach the whole time. <laughs> Are there guys like that that yeah. do that though? You have teammates that are like, "Well, I've got a you know, if I angle here, I get to the camera my angle, I get a wave to my mom at home, something like that." Um, I'm sure there are, but I honestly have never even thought about that until you just brought it up. So. <laughs> Two different types of personalities. Yeah. Hey, who's the fun- yeah. who's the funniest guy in the locker room? Who's who's like the guy? Who who's the guy that everyone likes? Everyone's happy to see. The funniest guy in the locker room. That is a great question. Um, when Simi Mawala was on, on with us, that, that guy could make me make me laugh harder than, than most people. Um, Burton Covey's always fun to see. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's lots of great personalities. Vontae Davis, um, great personality, always fun to see. Um, lots of guys, you know, Cam Rising. It's just it's a it's a great part. Uh, of being on a team, you know, is getting to know all the different personalities and and how everybody's so different, but we all drive together to, to make a great team. So it's something that I definitely don't take for granted, and, you know, I, I know it's something that I'll cherish for the rest of my life is just being a part of this team. Well, Cole, thank you, as always, for jumping on with us. Give us a little insight. Good luck against Oregon this weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Cole Fotheringham, tight end for the University of Utah. You always have to have those people. We have with hands. The, I mean, the guys just I'm happy to, to see hands every single time I see hands. I'm happy. Honestly, he's just like as one of those guys. He's just like whenever you see him, your day gets better. It's nice to have those people around in your life, and I'm sure they. I mean, they're critical 
to uh, to an ed to a locker room. And last night we got to talk to Doc Rivers uh, before the game, and he was fabulous. I thought last night. Uh, I, I don't think Doc is an incredibly good coach, to be honest with you. If I'm just going to be frank, uh, he had a ton of talent in Boston. He won a championship. I think he's extremely important to the NBA. He's a figurehead among coaches, so I think they really like him. Uh, I don't think he's ever, you know, I thought Quinn Snyder ran circles around him during that playoff series a couple of years ago when, when Rudy Gobert went out. I mean, I thought Quinn Snyder was just tap dancing around uh, uh, Doc Rivers and he had no idea how to adjust despite having a significantly more talented team. But his understanding of the game, of the culture, of life, the importance of life compared to basketball, he was really funny last night. Uh, and he was talking about guys who bring clouds and guys who bring sunshine in the locker room. And he was talking about George Niang. He said, George Niang brings sunshine. And some guys bring clouds. And I don't think he was necessarily taking a shot at Ben Simmons, but it felt a little bit like that. Uh, because, look, I, I imagine we all have worked with Ben Simmonses too. Lloyd. Yeah, Lloyd is a walking Ben Simmons. The dude is a pain. But then you get a guy like Hans to counterbalance it, and it's just a, it makes every it makes every day a little bit more fun. You know what? I, I wouldn't agree with that take that my day's gotten better every time. I've, <laughs> I've, I've seen, seen Hans. I've only seen Hans what? three times. <laughs> I've maybe seen him six times in my life, but I walk in and I laugh for whatever reason. I just laugh at the way he carries himself. I'll say most times. Really? But see, me, I... I've, just think the way he carries himself is enjoyable. Listen, I've, I've worked with Hans for... <laughs> he's always... 15 he's always years now? He's about something. Oh I, no! Listen, Hans's I like Hans's come in to the studio, and because of something I've said or done, I don't yeah. even remember at the time. He didn't even like wave hello or anything; just started charging at me, like to the point where I had to throw <laughs> furniture in front of him. Dangerous. Like that, it didn't. My day didn't get better that day, Ben. Oh, but no, Hans is the best. Hans and Scotty, by the way, noon to three coming yeah. up. Uh, I don't think I've ever said his name right. Well, don't call him Hans. No, I don't call that's, him. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. a bad idea. That's not a good move. Yeah, uh, our guy, uh, our guy Eric, the producer, called him Hoints once, which I found kind of funny. That's hard. But he, it was just because Eric was knew that Hans was particular about saying his name right. So Eric got in his own head about like, don't call him Hans, and all of a sudden that spelled in like that Hoints? devolved into Hoints. Like you're up, Hoints. <laughs> <laughs> he's never and he's never lived that one down. No, nope, two never other people. Will. Tom Hackett, who we get to work with. We, we ran into yeah, him yeah. in the office. Tom is just, he's just always got a story. He's just always got something going on, which is outside of the realm of what everyone else is doing. Right. He just kind of is on his own rhythm, which I really like about Tom Hackett as well. And then a guy who I sat with before the game last night and watched shoot around with, who is honestly one of my five favorite people who's ever existed on earth, and thank goodness for him, is Gordy Chiesa. Oh, yeah. Coach. He's just... We got to sit with him. I don't sit with him before every game. He usually sits on the other side and watches shoot around. I kind of sit behind the jazz bench. He is so wise and funny and has great stories. He was talking about, I, I asked him last night because I'm very curious. I asked him if he has a favorite restaurant stop when he was on the NBA uh, loop, when he yeah. was you know, going to 30 or 29 different cities, if there was a restaurant he'd like to go to. And he just said, oh, I just like Greek diners in New York City. You just pick one. That's what he would do. And he'll tell you about Jerry. He'll tell you, you know, what Jerry was a steak and potatoes guy. Just, you know, the types of experiences they had growing up. And the guys he lived near when he, played, when he was in the NBA and the, the players that were around him. He's just, again, you see him, you're going you're gonna to have a, a good day. Any and, old Greek diner, huh? Yeah, any old Greek diner. He said Luna specifically was his favorite. But thank goodness for people like those. Jake, you and I have both been talking about what we're grateful for as we're in the Thanksgiving spirit coming up a week from uh, tomorrow. Gordy Chiesa. Coach Chiesa. I'm thankful for Gordy Chiesa. Yeah, he's a great dude. He's been good to me. And oh, you. Oh, man. I, oh, I yeah. Mean, our whole careers. 
I produced a, sh- a show starring uh, Scott Gerard and Gordy Chiesa called In the Huddle, which was <laughs> incredible. Uh, you know what's funny, though? Uh, it, nobody is more dialed into the basketball world, and I mean this 100%, than, than Coach Chiesa. Knows like, everybody. It, it, honestly. Yep. You, you want to get a, a big-time coach. Like, I think George Carl was coaching, I don't even know who at the time. Might have, it was probably Denver at the time. Got George Carl to take a few moments out of his day to yes. call in. Yep. To a uh, midday radio show in Salt Lake City, you know, like just, just, and he's people the most, that would bend over backwards to do whatever they could for him. You know what I mean? He's the most unassuming person. Right. He's just like, he just is kind of a normal guy. He's great. He's got the f- incredible accent, which comes with its own charm. But you're right. Guys will stop on every team and come over and talk to him. And the people that will come over and talk to him that are royalty in the NBA that will stop their pregame workouts, working with players to come over and talk to him is really... John Lucas will come over and talk to him. You know, John Lucas is a superstar in the basketball, in basketball circles, and will stop and come talk to Gordy Chiesa for 15 minutes, and you just get to kind of eavesdrop and listen in because everyone trusts Gordy, uh, and then I get to take that information and steal it. Plus, he's a scarf guy like he's you a scarf are. Guy. He was, he was just, wearing a scarf last just, night. You just yeah, identify with the, the scarf-wearing public. You I know? didn't realize, I told you, I've gotten to a point in my life where I realized I'm never going to be uncomfortable again, which I understand is the most entitled That's nice. <laughs> sentence anyone's ever said on the radio. But you just get to a point, we talk about being 20 years old and living on your own for the first time. You just like you do things horribly stupid. Like you didn't wear a jacket today. I don't know why you chose to not wear a jacket today. It's a bad choice. It was freezing cold outside. I've gotten to a point in my life, Jake, where I don't need to be cold. I can buy one coat. I can have a scarf. I have a pair of gloves. And I can never be cold again. And I like that I've got that luxury in my life. And you're you're roughing it in a clearly a free sweatshirt and a hat that I know you got for free. <laughs> this is my John Watson Chevrolet high school basketball player or a high school athlete of the week sweatshirt, which Ben you'll you'll notice. How did you win? Um, I would say that like forty percent of my wardrobe are these sweatshirts. Yeah. yeah. So Conveniently enough, Jake Scott has, I think, every year for about a decade's run worth of those sweatshirts yep. that somehow only supposed to be given to the athletes, but Jake Scott ended up with one. He's at the, the reigning end of the night. athlete of the week. What, that's what I do, man. Well, first of all, I hosted that banquet for a while. I'm, I'm aware you did, but you know how I learned about this, right? Because I now host it. I'm now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, now, uh-huh. I showed up one year and they're like, Do you want a sweatshirt? I'm like, What are you talking about? Jake always took one. Jake always stole one. We just figured <laughs> we'd, we'd not, let you have that one. That is not true. Was, that is not I was true. dying laughing when they mentioned it. It was more tongue-in-cheek, but it made me chuckle. I, I, it was always, hey, did you guys set one aside for me? All right, great. Oh, there you go. And by the way, the amount of advertising that I've given the good folks at John Watson Chevrolet over the last 20 years. 3535 Wall Avenue. Uh, that's really actually a fun thing that they do. I'm glad. I'm, I'm actually really proud that that's, uh, that's still going. Se- we're doing and it again December 7th. I have many of uh, funny and entertaining stories about hosting that. Randy Ray came yep. and spoke at the banquet one year. I'm hosting it. And I had one of those. Uh, so the, the guy who sat in the cubicle next to me at Simmons Media at the time was named Randy Rose. And uh-huh. he still does. I think he still works for the oldie station in town and does uh, uh-huh. DJ stuff. An incredibly nice fellow. Uh, and uh, I'm introducing Randy Ray, you know, like, oh, please welcome everybody, the great Randy Rose. And I had no oh, idea no. that I introduced him as Randy Rose yep. until I got to the, the back of the room and the, the sales guy 
elbows me. He's like, what are you doing? A moron. I was like, what do you mean, what am I doing? <laughs> He's like, you just introduced coaches, Randy Rose. Like, ugh. Hoints. Uh, <laughs> I do apologize. He's nice enough to come down and do this, you know, donate some time, talk to the, uh, the high school kids out there, everybody, Randy Rose. <laughs> and I'm sure the folks at John Watson Chevrolet were like, we can't even get a bozo that knows the the name of the head we, basketball coach we, we in Weber State. this idiot steal three sweatshirts and now <laughs> we're saying his name wrong. We, we didn't say anything when we saw this guy putting a box of sweatshirts in the trunk of his car before the, It was always <laughs> one. Banquet. It was mm-hmm. always one, and I always asked. And Corey up there was like, of course, here, I'm please. Corey, I'm going to have to have Corey on to talk about this. We're going to have to get to the bottom of all this. Corey's a good guy. I'm glad I'm glad they're still doing that up there. That's cool. Had, that's we, cool you're doing it. We had a one-year hiatus last year due to COVID, so yeah. excited to be back up there. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Uh, and if you could carve me off a sweatshirt hat, yeah. that'd be, that'd be much appreciated. <laughs> shave <laughs> you shave do, one or two down. <laughs> he needs the 2021 version. Yeah, if you could, you could carve me off one, that'd be terrific. All right, we'll get into the top three stories at kslsports.com. Coming up next, Jake and Ben, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.